Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Comic Sockcast. I'm your host as always, Ben, and joining me as usual is George. Hello. And we're also joined by our friend John. Hi. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, crossovers and large events in comics, but before that I think we should get to know John a little bit. <laughs> hey. Uh, well, so first I guess uh, it's, it's going to be clear to people that you are uh, French, so like, why, why are you here, except in a way that doesn't sound as weirdly defensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a nursing student, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spend my whole year here, and uh, um, I joined the Comic Society because in France, um, comics are not that spread. It's not uh, really um, such a, a huge thing as yeah. here in England. So I think uh, it would be nice to get to know people <laughs> who I can actually talk about comics with. <laughs> So, so like comics aren't because there are at least a few. Um, like I've got a couple of volumes of The Killer, which is originally a French comic, and we were talking earlier about Snowpiercer. But I guess mm-hmm. the big like Marvel and DC stuff just aren't as as big in France, though. Yeah, well, um, even in France, we are more conscious of the American comic books rather yeah. than the French comic books. Uh, okay. I think, I mean, um, French superheroes exist. Yeah. with uh, the stereotypes of the American comic books, with just uh, big muscles, uh, latex costumes. <laughs> but um, there are more some, some kind of independent uh, thing, and they're not really um, famous. They're, you must really be a fan and try to look for them to really get to know them. The most, pr- um, the most prominent um, uh, publication houses are obviously Marvel and DC, and France yeah. Marvel. I'm sorry for it, but is bigger in France uh, than DC. <laughs> I think that's true everywhere. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, it has been for a good, you know, 50 years, I guess. <laughs> I mean, DC have had its... Yeah, they, they, yeah, they had the times in the 80s and uh, in the 90s when Marvel kind of went bankrupt, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so obviously it must be hard yeah. to get hold of them if... Obviously, translations are probably the biggest, the biggest problem. Yeah. And obviously there's the the problem where translations may not get the initial point of the issue or it might not come across correctly. Yeah, well, for, because of the translation, I think we are basically six months late on what okay. happens. So sometimes I just see a, a preview of uh, For Evil Evil and six months later, yeah, For Evil Evil is coming to France. <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally! <laughs> I know it. But, um, yeah, and as we, as I said, comics book, comic books are not that spread, so there is a choice on what which issues are published? I mean, um, when I go in a comic book in comic shop here, I mean, there's just a, w- a wall covered yeah. with issues of monthly cho- issues. In France, you just have maybe for Marvel, you maybe have twenty of them, and yeah. in for DC, uh, maybe four or five. So oh wow! From, really from, from, a, from a you know DC, the new 52, 52 like issues. Yeah. That's like no, <laughs> not, not new the, new yeah. series. <laughs> not well, like in four France, of them. it was yeah. like yeah, ten of them. Well, it's different because. They are not published as a single issue. It's um, oh, so it's gathered. like yeah, it's like a collection. In, in one book, you have yeah, like five uh, issues of different series. Yeah, it's like for Batman, you would have um, Batman and Robin, Detective Comics, uh, Batman, and it might be a uh, Batgirl or 
that's interesting. Yeah, so that's a bit more like how we get in a like news agents uh, yeah. kind of issues where they collect loads of uh, yeah. they collect loads of issues into one like paperback volume type thing, which yeah, is I mean, which that's is easier to find. Comics that I read as a kid was yeah like, easier to find than uh, the essential X Men. Yeah, comics like that, that sort had, of like, Three X Men issues, but not necessarily all from. Like yeah, we're from the same thing, yeah. They were just like, these are the latest three X-Men issues mm. in this one book. And there's a similar one with Batman. In, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there was, they used to do Batman yeah. Legends, I think it was, yeah. that had, would have like, uh, it'd have like uh, Jeff Loeb's Batman Hush or whatever, and then it would go on to have like uh, War Games in it as well, yeah. so it'd have a big collection of um, issues, which is kind of cool. But obviously that's kind of, that's quite interesting. Yeah. So I guess that means. But I guess the good thing about having six months gap is you can not buy things that have been you've been told are rubbish. So you yeah. can have selective buying in that sort of instance. Yeah, we we have to follow what the editor consider to be the best, and even sometimes we have what they consider the best to be shit. Yeah, <laughs> <Like> we, <laughs> we but we have no choice. The, it's the only publication. Yeah. If you want and if you want to get um, English version, it's way more. Um, Expensive, yeah. Because uh, for the conversion rate, it's not uh, really it's interesting. It's not good. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, and for the crossovers, just it's uh, really different because here, um, when you have just the monthly issues, you can buy the one you want to follow the history. Here, you just have to follow it the way you are taught to. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess if it's all like collected stuff, yeah. you just get all of it That's at once. It. If you want to to know the story, you can only know it this way. Yeah. You, you want to know what happened to Supergirl? No, you can't. We don't want to publish it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay. How did you uh, first get into reading comics and stuff? Then? Um, it's been kind of recent. I think I get got back into comic books, really interested into it when I saw the Dark Knight movie. Okay. Um, and I just realized that if I knew comic books earlier, I've I read some from my from my dad. He bought and I was just really damn but not understanding everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I I saw the Dark Knight, I understood, but that comic books could be really more deep and dark and you couldn't really it could re- it was um also an adult media rather than just uh for kids and yeah. i think i am um, that's why that's why i come f- this is where my fanboy attitude for batman comes from <laughs> <laughs> so yes the i started comic books with a with a movie and yes i pretty kind of on the beginning focused on batman but then the whole dc universe yeah and sometimes from some history, from some s- histories from Marvel, some Deadpool, uh, the most famous maybe series I read, um, the old uh, X Men by Chris Claremont. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. a favorite on the show. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly DC and um, yeah, Batman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a good selection. Yeah, and I think coming into it from movies is not unusual at all at the moment. No, not yeah. like it would. Yeah, obviously. Ten years ago, it would have been a bit more obscure because yeah. obviously there'd only really been there's only there were, by this point ten years ago, there's only X Men and Spider Man out really. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, obviously films have been a massive source of bringing people in, which is probably the best thing that have happened to the comic book industry as a result of the films. Yeah, because you you had just a a few movie every four year and it was not that great, but <laughs> now I mean <laughs> you have two in a in a year. Uh, no, well, we have we've had well, we've had well. four of we've had four brilliant ones this year. Yeah, we've had uh, yeah, we've had X Men, Captain America, Guardians, and uh, there's another one I'm missing, but another Marvel one. Is there? 
Maybe not. I'm bound to remember it later, and I'm bound to be annoyed. <laughs> but yeah, like Marvel Studios put at least two films a year out, and then between like Fox and Sony owning other Marvel stuff and DC, there's there's like at least another one or two superhero movies that come out at the same time. Hmm. Did uh, Amazing Spider-Man two that came out? This yeah, my own kind of was good that's, though. That's so not yeah, great. it was all right. But, yeah, it was. It was better than the first one, but that's... I, I like both of them, but they're both flawed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I really preferred the, the first trilogy, Sam Remy. No, yeah. yeah. First, two first. Yeah. The third one is... We don't, I don't want to talk about I it. Think those are better films, but I think... Um, yeah, I think Andrew, yeah, Andrew Garfield's a, a better Spider-Man, Spider-Man, but, but mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't think the actual films are better. Like, yeah. And the villains aren't better, and they don't have Willem Dafoe, so that's pretty much <sighs> the worst. <laughs> He's such a perfect Green Goblin. I know, yeah, he's, he's so, so good. good. <laughs> oh. Okay, we will uh, we'll get on to the we'll actual get back like, to meat, formula meat yeah. of the episode, which is uh, crossover events, which kind of can mean a lot of different things. So we'll we'll go through the different kind of meanings. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we we try and split them up into different sort of definitions. So basically, we'll we'll do major major events and crossovers, but we'll start with crossovers. And crossovers basic basically can mean any number of things. It can mean like different characters meeting up within the same universe. It can be different characters meeting up between two different universes. It can be just a big event comic. It it means a lot of things, yeah. and it gets quite confusing because it's such a broad term. Whereas uh, major events are basically like they're like the blockbuster events of the comic book world. They're like, uh, if the rest of the comic book publishing is like TV episodes, this is really like the film where they all come together and there's a big a big crisis and <laughs> it needs a lot of people to deal with it, basically. And yeah, and basically the major way, the major source of income for comic books at the moment, it seems. Yeah, I mean, Marvel and DC have at least one like huge event a year. Yeah, like, Mar- like a summer event. Yeah, Marvel are definitely more uh, guilty of this than DC. DC seem to have a bigger gaps between their events. Where Marvel, but we but just DC... fin- we finished a, we finished an event like two months ago, and they already start the next one last last month. So DC also are better about um, kind of doing smaller events with like um, like Infinity War was just Avengers Dark type characters, right? Like, yeah, and um, not Avengers Justice League Dark. Yeah. Rather. Uh, and yeah, and they did like Court of Owls, which is really good, and Death of the Family, which sort of keeps it keeps a crossover just between the families of yeah. characters, as opposed yeah, like, to being the entire like like Batman have, has enough other side characters that you can have like Batman crossover events that don't leak into the rest of the DC universe. Yeah, and which is the problem with how that Marvel have established the Avengers recently, is which pretty much everyone's an Avenger at the moment. So if the <laughs> if it's an Avengers crossover event, it's going to include everyone, yeah. which is probably the big problem of how they rebranded themselves uh, in the 2000s period. Yeah, I think it might also um, lead us to consider that crossovers are mostly for experienced comic book readers because it's... It's, I think it's a more complicated way of reading comic books yeah. because you have to follow different series which uh, end up in the same event with uh, the same the same story. You have to follow different characters. It's um, it's interesting, but I think you have to know the different characters, the settings, to really get uh, what's going on. Yeah, not get lost. Like, like they publish the the reading lists. That's like yeah, there's... you want to read Forever Evil one and two, and then like like. These it, like this one issue of this character, another issue of this character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 
it and can get quite complicated for for what to read and in what order and like I have like my attitude is always just read the main event and then whatever characters I was like already reading. Mm. You tend not to miss a huge amount like that. No, it's it's only when there were there's certain major events like DC One Million and I think it's Amazon Attack. Yes, I think it's called Amazon's Attack, where it's basically the, there's the main issues of the volume, but then big plot points are left yeah. out of the main yeah. issues, and you have to w- read other ones. Which means if you buy a trade of it, it doesn't make sense w- when you read it. Yeah, so. that gets very confusing when they release the collected editions that and it's, got like that miss out the, the, the main, individual characters. The main volume doesn't have all the major plot points. Yeah, so you would have to buy all the different volumes and then know what point to switch between them. Yeah, and another problem with, well, I'd say a sort of problem with the DC ones is is they have a longer running continuity. Well, they're the con- continuity of both Marvel and DC are pretty long, but DC refer back to refer back to their events over a longer period of time. So you see, if you read Final Crisis, it's still referring to Crisis and Infinite Earths that happened like twenty years beforehand. Yeah. So it really requires a much bigger knowledge of all the uh, events. And in, and in that sense, I mean that's what the logic for the the new 52 after flashpoint was, was yeah was to go we have like a jumbled mess of continuity let's let's clear this up and we can just keep what we want to yeah mm. which but sort of worked in some it, ways but didn't in others it's it worked mostly it's just that batman and green like, lantern were kind of the, well the, it's, the a, ones it's also that the, the like some of the editorial stuff of dc because they've been there for a long time are really attached to older stuff you know like yeah, I want to it, keep it. Gets, it gets hard to be like you want to. You don't want to alienate people that have been reading a comic for for twenty or thirty years and be like, "Well, what's the point of all this stuff that I read that just doesn't exist anymore?" But if you don't do that, it becomes really hard to attract new fans. And yeah, that's like New Fifty Two had a really sharp drop off because they didn't do a good enough job. Job of yeah, doing the crossover bits because it yeah. did. They were out selling Marvel for a little while when they yeah when yeah when, when when they did it and then I think Marvel just Marvel did Avengers versus X Men and then their sales jumped again, which I think which talking about what you were saying about the long continuity is probably one of the advantages of Marvel's crossover events is where they uh, there's only there seems to be they seem to concentrate on five years of, co- of continuity between uh, yeah. at a time mm-hmm. though they refer back to things that happened uh, like previously but it won't form the major parts of storylines it will just be what's happening at the moment. It sort of means you can pick it up. You can pick it up a lot faster in different places, which is kind of an advantage. Yeah, I, and I think just Marvel style in general is easier to to pick up. Yeah, I've always found like like I mean it depends on like a good writer can can write a great comic no matter what. And and I find like like because Batman is pretty separate from the rest of the DC universe, mm. I always find Batman easier to jump in and out of. Yeah, because it's like, you know, look at Superman, you've got to try and get into the whole Kryptonian stuff, then there's there's just weird characters, you just don't have a clue what's going on with yeah. them most of the time, and it's, it does, yeah, it's pretty daunting for new fans. Whereas if you start at the start of any Batman storyline, you're usually going to be like, oh, it's just whatever this villain or this crime yeah. is going on, and you can just be like, oh, there might yeah, be a couple of things. Yeah, and Batman's going to previously. find clues to kick some ass and yeah, yeah. try to, to save the day, but yeah. Batman events are, um, I won't say I won't say less impressive, less impressive because I would kill myself. <laughs> but, uh, no, yes, it's more. Um, 
it's not such huge cosmic events yes. with uh, huge lasers and uh, super FX effects on, <laughs> on the, the pages. But yeah, Batman is mm, not more simple, but more accessible. Yeah, uh, as it uh, it happens in the streets and in the in the city. It's, yeah, there's no powers at least for Batman, and um, yeah, we can consider that it's more accessible too. Yeah, and even most of his villains don't have like a lot of powers. It's like there's guys like Killer Croc that have that just are a little stronger, bit stronger than a regular yeah. person. And and I guess Clayface has the power of being able to look like other things, but mm-hmm. most of the villains like. Two Face and the Joker are, are the two biggest Batman villains, and they they're just guys. And there's not really that much of weird. like a, they don't really change that much over yeah. time, so it's just easy to get back into things, which is probably the major ex- uh, major advantage. And if we have a look at the, if you think about the last few major like Batman crossover events, you had Death of the Family, uh, mm-hmm. Night of a Court of Owls, Night of Owls, whichever one it was, and it's then both. like War Games and like yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's just all just really simple things. Yeah, it's just, just a, a territory. Uh, Criminal wars, yeah, just, game which territory. is just really easy to understand, and yeah. it's just oh, criminal war, or, or it's even not some for science fiction, uh, um, yeah, like like Infinity, where it's you know you have to yeah. you get thrown in with characters who've just come into a giant confusing cosmic world or anything like that. Yeah. Well, even the Grant Morrison Batman crossovers, which are a bit weirder, like the uh, the Return of Bruce Wayne stuff, yeah. where it's like him going through time as his different ancestors, is still a lot more self-contained. So even though it's crazier with with different stuff happening you like you could just read the the core batman books and not read like batgirl and and batwoman and red robin and stuff that was going on at the same time and it's it was self-contained enough to make sense hmm. yeah well i guess we should talk about crossovers for a bit like what yeah. they what they originally sort of stood for back in back in the 40s basically and well what they stood for was essentially um to create continuity, yeah, which we've, uh, which obviously come into it far more, far more recently. But um, yeah, so establishing continuity was a yeah, major, I mean, was a major jumping point. And it's one of those things where DC's characters weren't created to be in the same universe. No, and and it's why it's harder to put them in the same universe. It's be- mm. like, especially that they've and the, they've kind of increased to almost all be godlike yeah like especially like, after grant morrison's run where they were like a pantheon <laughs> of like fucking greek gods and it was like yeah yeah we, yeah it was it was easy to do i guess because it didn't start with the jla it started with the jsa who yeah. were far yeah. more they were far more linked they were more powered you know they had similar power levels i guess the specter was a member and that doesn't really count because he's super powerful and like mm-hmm. dr fate was a member and yeah. he's a bit more powerful than the rest of them but but like it sort of made more sense because they were they were restricted by how they were written at the time, I guess, and everyone's comics were fucking mental back then, so it was a lot easier to do that. But then, yeah, obviously, then then it was Marvel's one, which was first like crossover, which was Human Torch versus Namor. Yeah, Marvel in the sixties didn't have the well. I mean, they had the Avengers pretty quickly, but but they were also did like team ups and like. Yeah, like, like character um, turns up in other characters. Yeah, like uh, Fantastic Four and uh, Fantastic Four appear in the first Spider-Man issue, yeah. and things like that. So there was, and especially this really helps when outside of basically it was outside of Spider-Man, Jack Kirby was drawing everything. So there was always mm-hmm. that sense that everything was in a linked universe. Yeah, and and Stanley wrote almost everything, and it was all 
almost all created at the same time to be yeah. part of the same world. Um, yeah, the major creation period was like within two or three years of each other. So so it would just be like, well, why don't we just throw this character to this character's book and they'll fight and then they'll realise that they shouldn't be fighting and they'll fight whatever the real fact yeah. is. And that's, yeah, and then, and then the stage which came after the Avengers basically was Avengers number four where Captain America came back, which meant that now all the pre-Marvel relaunch in the 60s was all now canon within this big universe, which yeah. basically was another mind-blowing thing, I guess, for kids back then, which meant that, oh, the, the comics that my parents have read are now all part of one bigger continuity, which mm. is kind of cool, I think. Who else, other than Captain America, came, was, like, resurrected? At uh, Namor. Ah, and then yes. and then there was uh well, the human torch was obviously Johnny Storm was a remake of the original yeah. guy. I can't remember what his name is. I think it's it's kinda of like Hank Henshaw, but that's Cyborg Superman, so it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, and so couldn't you yeah, so crossovers basically existed in that sort of format for ages. Um Marvel's first real big one after the Avengers was the marriage of Reed Richards and Susan Storm. Which is quite kind of a funny issue because Doctor Doom tries to mess up the wedding, but kind of forgets that it's a superhero wedding, and they invite his superheroes, so he like, gets his ass kicked. Every single superhero <laughs> yeah, in the Marvel like... universe is in one place at this time. Like, why didn't all the other supervillains take advantage of the fact that <laughs> yeah. he wasn't there? Well, yeah, he brought some with him, but it's like, oh, he brought like a like the weirdest group with him, and he brought like a couple of Hydra agents as well. And it's <laughs> like you brought like two Hydra agents, and there's like the entire Fantastic Four, like <laughs> Daredevil, Spider Man, like. Captain America, the Avengers are all here, and it's like, <laughs> yep, you're no, not going like, to win. How many, Like, if Doc Ock had just been like, well, this is my chance to just do something else somewhere else. Yeah, like, yeah, just they're, while they get married, just go and rob a bank. York, I'm just going to go and fuck shit up in LA. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then we had, like, the weird, where we actually get to the more, like, uh, more recognised term yeah. of crossover. I where... mean, I guess, just because I was reading about it on Wikipedia before we get to that, there was also... The the one that's that's interesting that DC did in sixty four, which is Zatanna's search, which is her like looking for her father, which goes from like Hawkman number four across a couple of different books. Yeah. But isn't a huge event. It's just a storyline that crossed into a bunch of different books for some reason. And it's it's really interesting that they did that then and then it wasn't until the eighties that the like the major events. Yeah, this sort happening. of yeah, this sort of ha- happened more. It's kind of weird because that was like that must have been like quite revolutionary. But obviously, you know, without I'd say without the internet, it probably would have been a lot harder to understand yeah, I that this if was it happening. Was just a, an experiment that that didn't catch on. It didn't catch. Yeah, maybe because it wasn't communicated well enough, or there wasn't enough information. Something kind of weird like that. I can mm. sort of see why it didn't catch on. But then, yeah. Well, if we go back to the. Um, like the 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 more yeah. the more recognised term of crossover, like the first crossover between Marvel and DC being um, Superman versus the Amazing Spider Man in uh, nineteen seventy six. I've got written down here, which was a, <laughs> quite a weird weird example of a crossover because it doesn't take place in either the Marvel or the DC universe. It takes place in its own universe continuity. Yeah, and I mean that they later became a, a branding for uh, is yeah. it Amalgam Comics that are. Well, there's um, well, there's yeah, there's Amalgam Comics where they got mixed together, yeah, and it's like um, but I think this one got classified as a what if realm oh, okay. and and a an Elseworlds, which is DC's, yeah, which is DC's um, like equivalent out of, of yeah, if. out of canon and out kind of stuff, which we'll do a podcast on at some point yeah. in the future, um, yeah, so it takes place in a, in a world where both Metropolis and New York exist, 
and Lex Luthor and Doc Ock basically team up. Uh, and it's basically it was because Stan Lee and uh, Carmine Infanto at the same time wanted uh, the heads of the two companies wanted to do a um, a film with Spider Man and Superman in it, but they couldn't <laughs> oh. do it because because the Christopher Reeve Superman film was being made at the time, and because um, Spider Man had his own TV series at the time, and so it was like, well, we can't do this, so Wait. we'll just do a massive book. <laughs> which I thought was, but that's a really weird concept, isn't it? like. They would not be the... I guess because they're the biggest characters at the time for their respective publishers. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I just but, I wouldn't get how not, it would work. They're not characters I would like naturally put together. No, they are, separately, they are interesting characters. I yeah. mean, Superman is this kind of of, of god of, of strength and, yeah. and all that stuff, but and Spider-Man is this more human, human, uh, yeah. Yeah. inverted commas. Um, as he's a teenager, he has problems with his girlfriend he has to 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 have a job but put together it's not it's, the the first really combination weird. i would have thought of it's yeah especially in like spider-man is is kind of the the exemplary marvel character of, yeah of how of we're actually having relatable people that aren't just um and and so he's kind of uh the antithesis to superman yeah who's, who's the most godlike of godlike superheroes yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a weird combination. I guess like the only thing that I can think that would, would might have been quite funny, which is brought up in the DC versus Marvel <laughs> books, is that they could have worked together because they both work in like a in, for a newspaper. Yeah. So Clark <laughs> could write, so Clark could write the stories and Peter could take the photos, which is the only thing I can think that would, might have worked from both. You know, like because there's no because like there's, what, there's what no point having them together in a fight. That, like that, like. What villain is there that that Spider Man is going to be able to help Superman with? Yeah, like, 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 like if Superman needs help, how is Spider Man going to be ever used to? It's him? like if he fights like like Bizarro, and his new weakness is webs. It's like it's <laughs> like some like it's not going to work. There's no point. <laughs> and I guess well, I, I did mention it just then, but the uh, DC versus Marvel um, crossover that happened in in '96 was another good example, and we talked about it earlier. Um, with Jean, but um, the Amalgam universe, yeah. which is weird but yeah. kind of fun at the, the same 90s, time. The nineties, another another time. <laughs> yeah, it's when like, every creatively comics in the nineties just collectively seem to be really struggling for like, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, it's and like, what if is... we just put everybody together? Yeah, and I think this was definitely this is a time thing. when Marvel was trying to get get uh you know get back after its bankruptcy and it was just like well we need to make a quick buck so let's quickly let's quickly just rustle this thing together we'll have a few we'll have a few we'll have 11 fights five of them will be decided by fans and uh yeah and it's going to be awesome so why did dc do it because dc were doing all right yeah they were i think they just i think they they realized the potential of it as well because i know a lot of it was like the the five fights that were decided by fans were like done on like phone calls and stuff. So there's obviously the, the money you can get that. Like Death of Superman. And, yeah, and, and Nightfall, Nightfall and which are the two like biggest DC books at the time. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure why. I think they just did it because they were trying to run. Um, they were trying to go run with the whole. Let's do a cro- more crossover events. Yes. Yeah. Which seems to be a like a running trend from the 90s onwards, basically. Yeah, and. The overall, I would I would recommend reading Marvel vs. DC. Or yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird because uh, like the first and fourth issues are called DC vs. Marvel, and the middle two issues are Marvel vs. DC, which is just <laughs> weird and stupid. I don't know why like, they changed just it. Just like neither company could. It was like no, we go first. Like, <laughs> no, like, we'll go first. You go first on two, and we'll go first on the other two. Yeah, and it's just it's it's very weird, but 
but if it's still funny to read because the there's always this fight between the marvel and dc fans that were well no I, we have the better heroes and it's some kind of never-ending fight because it's not uh, spoiler alert it's not uh decided in the story oh it's it's kind of yeah. not this it's kind of left it's left um Marvel win by one fight, but it's the fight between Captain America and Batman that kind of goes undecided. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like I think, but Captain America sort of almost drowns, and Batman saves him. And it's like, well, I think by saving him, Batman like relinquishes his victory or something. Mm. So it's like weird. So it's that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird and stupid. But like that was one of the fan decided ones, and it was like, well, Marvel had like Marvel had a bigger has had a bigger fan base for longer. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Well, yeah, if it's a fan-voted thing, I think Marvel are going to win, except in, like, the Batman and the Superman fight. So, yeah, they win. Yeah, yeah, so, Mar- so, yeah so Marvel wins. Spider-Man beats Superboy. Um, <laughs> Storm beats Wonder Woman, which I would not... That is they, Which weird. would not happen. Like, uh, and I'm trying to think... There's one more. Uh, oh, um, there was um, Quicksilver and Flash. Yeah, Quicksilver, uh, yeah, it's Quicksilver and Flash, Aquaman versus Namor, who Aquaman just squishes Namor. <laughs> um... Electra versus Catwoman. See, this is where it comes really nineties, where you can tell Electra is still relevant. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Lobo. No, it's Lobo versus Wolverine's hey, the one. This one that's decided. So at and least Wolverine kills Lobo. Electra was relevant in like two thousand and four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you thought the Daredevil film was bad, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Electra one's worse. And yeah. but yeah, DC vs Marvel is a good book, and the Amal- the Amalgam stuff's pretty fun. You can get that in a big volume as well, yeah. which is pretty fun. They only did single issues for each the each of the different merged characters, but it's definitely weird and a product of the nineties. But it's great because of it, yeah. because it is. Uh, if you if you are bored of serious comic books and you just want to have some fun from the nineties, just read it because just watching at the covers when you see the, when you see the the combinations of the two heroes. I just can't remember. Can remember um, Batman and Wolverine. It's Batclaw, and you saw this some kind of purple and yellowish Batman <laughs> with the Wolverine head mask yeah. and some clothes. It's awful. I mean, uh, yeah, and, there's, and his main villain is a combination of a uh, saber tooth and Joker. It's called Hyena, and it's really <laughs> weird. And it's oh, awesome. the, the other one was like um, there was Captain America merged with Superman, who became Super Soldier, who basically wore Captain America's costume but yeah. with like and, a cut off top so he had like blonde hair flowing out <laughs> and then he had his shield was basically the superman s yeah and that was kind of really weird that was probably the worst one uh mm. yeah and then it was uh jlx which is like the x-men thing and yeah most of them were not good mm. <laughs> okay yeah but yeah but enjoyable but it's dumb as shit <laughs> i guess yeah, yeah and if we go back to keep going back to crossovers um a- like alien vs predator like yeah it's non-comic the- book like crossovers and, and I mean, it started. It did start. Yeah, yeah, started as cross. Yeah, story, sorry, started as a comic book. But I meant like as in from, yeah, from both, two non-comic book properties. Both franchises um, in comics, but the comics have like set the canon for both of those universes, and it's like it's now established in in every medium that aliens and predators exist in the yeah. same universe, mm. and that like aliens are bred by predators for, to for, be like yeah, hunting for war and oh no for hunting yeah yeah. Yeah, and it's weird that the, these first comics started coming out in 1991, so before the Alien franchise had completely destroyed itself, which I think is kind of weird. Like, before, it's before Alien 3 it's, came out. It's and before, like a year before Alien 3. Yeah, and before Alien Resurrection came out, so they're still making these films at the time. It's not like they run out of money or licensing problems. No, I mean, I, we, we watched Alien 3 the other day, and we were talking about, like, 
the amount of problems that film had. Yeah. Like, I think they went through two other directors before Fincher came on yeah. board. They, Just... def- they definitely had problems with like budget and and like overspending, and then the budget being like. Fincher was told he would get a certain amount and then got less than he was told he was going to get. And... Oh, Fincher. <laughs> like, Poor him. That, that film is, especially when you know how much shit it went through, is really good. Like, for, like, yeah, for like, the troubles. I think it's an alright film anyway, but for the amount of just terrible things that happened on set and how, how awful the production was, it came out pretty well. Well, I won't get into what I think about it because we'll be here for too long, so... Uh... <laughs> Although the CG is incredibly dated, yeah, that, yeah, there's that. There's well, yeah, that, that's not really a problem I have with it. It's it's other things, which we won't get into. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's 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 IDW that did the. Uh, it was Dark Horse to begin with. Dark Horse to begin. Yeah, when Dark Horse first really started, um, just sort of appeared when Hellboy first appeared as well. Ninety four yeah. was Hell. Ninety four was Hellboy. Yeah, because yeah. we had because we had Hellboy Day last. Uh, earlier last, yeah, early, year. earlier this year, where we watched the films, which was, was the twentieth anniversary of Hellboy, and, and the tenth anniversary, anniversary of the film, of the first film, which is a good, good timing. Yeah, on, yeah, on the part of the uh, film of Guillermo del Toro. But yeah, that's he's. Uh, I'm sure I heard something about him talking about how he would like to do a third one recently. Yeah, but I don't think they they will get around. I don't to think, it. I don't think do that, it, he's got he's got too much cool. on his plate at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, we're gonna do it before Ron Perlman gets too old. <laughs> Ron Perlman's timeless, <laughs> like herpes. To be fair, like if you've seen Chronos, Ron Perlman doesn't look that much older than he did in like the mid nineties. Well, no, it's because his face kind of just doesn't change. Yeah, it's he, he she is clay face. He's got a huge <laughs> weird face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that sums it up for crossover events then. Um, <laughs> yes. Ron Perlman has a huge weird face. Yeah, crossover events done. Right. Um, I mean, the big thing, we, I mean, we talked about major events, but we should talk about where they really started, which is Secret Wars. Secret Wars, Christ yeah. Secret Earth. Wars in, in the early in the early 80s. Um, yeah. Secret Wars is 84, 84 right? 84 to 85, yeah. And then Crisis on Infinite Earth is the 85 year 85 to 86. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, basically, Secret Wars came out of a... A toy, basically a toy deal with uh, Mattel, because um, Kenner, the guys who did the Star Wars action figures from you know back back when the they did, run of them. yeah, they did. They had a deal with DC, and so basically, and um, yeah, Mattel basically like, well, we want to get in on this, and Marvel were like, we want to get on this as well, and so they said, right, we've got a deal. Jim Shooter, um, like head, editor in chief of Marvel, we need a deal, and he goes, okay, we're only going to do a deal if you write a comic book to accompany the action figures, and it's like, okay. And so they basically, because it was going to be a Marvel universe like action figure line, it had to have pretty much all the heroes and all the villains yeah. that they could they could shove into it. And the the name essentially came from um, like like a group testing with children. They like the word secret, and war is fantastic. So <laughs> they threw them together, and that secret war. And they basically, and then they and they stuck like Marvel superheroes, secret wars, and it's like right, that's the title, and we're just gonna. <laughs> And the actual plot, it's it's quite a long book actually. It's like twelve issues it's long. 12 it's, issues, a, it's a year yeah. long. It's a year long book, which is pretty pretty weird, I think, because uh, there's not really much of a plot. Hmm. It's basically the Beyonder is a is a like a space entity who's super powerful, and he 
basically just grabs all the Marvel heroes and a load of Marvel villains it's to stick them like on a planet and they the fight. It's Futurama episode where that energy being like steals the cast of Star Trek. Yeah, and the <laughs> can, can makes them like, fight. Make yeah, them just like do stuff. It's like basically just a giant space being. It's like you guys can fight for me now. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, and, and it takes place on like a place called Battle World, and, <laughs> and it's. And it's if you're going to create obscure. a world for people to fight, what else are you going to call it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I couldn't think of it. Maybe War Planet. Yeah, maybe War World, <laughs> or is that a different thing? That sounds War, War World. Yeah, War World sounds. That sounds really familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, comics. Yeah, and yeah, maybe maybe that's something from Superman. I think that might be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so essentially they fight. Uh, some people get beaten up. Other people don't. Um, Spider Man gets the black costume. That's a great. Uh, one of the biggest changes that came out yeah. of it, which means that there's not really that much to change about this comic. Um, I think Colossus broke up with Kitty Pride after this, which was kind of upsetting, because uh, I think Colossus fell in love with some alien lady he met, <laughs> and and this really pissed off like the X-Men, especially Wolverine and Nightcrawler, who like promptly in like the next few Uncanny X-Men issues after this, take Colossus to a bar to get him drunk, and then and so that someone will beat the shit out of him, because he won't be able to control his powers if he's drunk. And so basically, Colossus gets into a fight with Juggernaut, and they end up destroying a building or something. That's so. really shitty. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's a really awful thing. To yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it, I think yeah, like, like, get him like, drunk so they can beat the crap out of him, or like, like okay, if you think your friend's being a dick to your other friend, like you can tell him, but don't <laughs> like just ah, oh, we're just gonna get him really hurt. Yeah, it's just like Jesus, <laughs> Nightcrawler, like especially from Nightcrawler, like Nightcrawler, like the heart and soul of the X Men. It's like, dude, you're a douche. <laughs> like, I bet Wolverine talked you into this, and it's like, oh, my To God. be fair, they are best buddies, like yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, and so, yeah, so basically the first... Like, like you find out your oh. friend's cheating on his girlfriend, so you just stab him a bit. Yeah, like, yeah well, I'm sure Wolverine would have stabbed him, it's just that he wasn't sure if he was going to put his, like, metal metal sheet on. And it's like, yeah, I'm totally going to stab you, bro. And it's just, oh. Yeah, and then we we got a new Spider-Woman from this. But overall, it's not bad. It's got some good fights in it, but it is too long. And it comes in a massive, big volume. And and it's really expensive if you want to buy it now. Yeah. Um, this was actually followed up by Secret Wars 2, which happened a year later, which is considered to be completely terrible in every <laughs> way. And it's basically the same plot, but the Beyonder comes to Earth rather than him taking people to Battleworld. Oh. And yeah, and it, that's a year-long thing as well. However, and that's the- really bad. The Spider-Man animated series Secret War storyline. Yeah, that's really that's good. really good. Yeah, which is basically the same thing, but yeah, it's the same thing. But I think they bring some different characters in. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, but basically the same the same because beats it's happen because it's, it. it's the characters that are popular in the nineties rather than in yeah. the eighties. Yeah, it's the same beats basically happen. There's a bit where I think a, jo- a mountain gets dropped on top of the Hulk, mm. and he's yeah. holding it up, and all the heroes are like underneath him trying to figure out a way, figure a way out, and that's kind of cool. Captain America's shield gets like smashed. Then he re- rebuilds it like right at the end because yeah. get, Cap gets the power of the Beyonder right at the end, and he makes it. He re- reforms it, and he's like, "Hey, good thing I used it to fix my shield and not fix like world <laughs> hunger or anything." In like the ten seconds I had power of it, it was. Look, I had a lot of choices in front of me, and I had to fix the shield. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even like it was shattered. It was just like a corner of it came off, like not a corner, but like a chunk it's, of it, like a it, pie it, chart slice. It doesn't throw the same way. But it, was, it looked way more deadly. It was like fucking like sharp as shit. <laughs> yeah, and I think basically DC caught on with how successful this series was. And so a year later, Crisis on Infinite Earths came out. Which they had done um, Crisis on Earth 2, and I think they'd done another one before that that weren't the same like year-long huge events. But no, were... they were more condensed and stuff. 
Yeah. But, yeah, so Crisis on Infinite Earths took a different approach to it, um, basically because of a result of uh, Len Wayne and Marv Wolfman, who were like the big dogs at DC at mm. the time. Yeah, they basically said the original uh, creator of Swamp Thing. Yeah, and Wolverine as yeah. well, and Marv Wolfman. Uh, yeah, and the pair worked. Pair worked. I think it was Marv Wolfman and George Perez who did um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, did a load of stuff on Teen Titans at the time, which was DC's biggest selling book. Mm. And basically, um, basically, Len, Len Wayne and Marvel Wolfman took this as an opportunity, basically to chain, basically to sort out the continuity issues with DC yeah. because because DC was, you know, from it was still running on the same continuity it had yeah. done since the fifties and sixties. And if you've read any of those books, they're pretty fucking weird. Yeah, and yeah I think it's interesting to notice that these crossovers, the Secret Wars and Crisis on Infinite Earth, didn't only happen for. Uh, scenaristic reason there are more physical and um, real reasons I mean the um, the toys the yeah yeah the mess up that the the Silver Age um, yeah storyline was it was made in an attempt to clarify things to make things easier yeah to, to bring new readers to make it more accessible yeah and I think it's always interesting to notice that it's just not a will from um, a writer just to to bring something new to the universe but also, um, an editorial reason. Yeah. And it- it's also interesting the way, like, since then, crossovers, like we were talking about, have become not just the crossover book, but, like, loads of other books. Yeah. Whereas these events were just the one book that yeah. they did. Well, Secret Wars 2 tried to do a bit more of the bringing yeah. the other books in, but obviously it was... They're releasing a um, they're releasing a Secret Wars big, like, uh, bundle in the next, next year. Oh, that's okay. going to have loads of different volumes. But, like, the Secret Wars 2... Like Secret Wars One, the hardcover is like just one hardcover, but the Secret Wars Two one, which is having all the spin-off issues as well, is like free, free hardcovers full of like at least twenty issues a piece. So it's like, yeah, it's too much. But yeah, but obviously, Crisis Infinite Earths trying to fix the continuity, which because there were so many different backstories to each mm-hmm. character, there was confusion over what the multiverse was and stuff. Which Marvel didn't really have this problem because it was only ever written from like Stan Lee was writing it. All the characters had one single yeah. origin. Things may have been added yeah. later, but they weren't like contradictory. They didn't like, have to it. the like <coughs> all, all of the junk from when they were timely comics. It was very much like the sixties is the start of the Marvel yeah. universe, and older stuff is incorporated at that point and made to work when it came in. Yeah, as opposed whereas to, like, DC have a, like a continuous like from the mid thirties. Yeah, like, to like to onwards. never really. It's just like oh well, this is part of this universe as well now, and never really establishing one overriding yeah. thing. And that was, like, a big problem because, obviously, people had no... There was no, like, one true origin for any character, and this really confused people. So, yeah, so basically, this essentially allowed them to streamline streamline their continuity, and this sort of became known as, like, post-crisis continuity, and there was pre-crisis continuity, which yeah. was all the really confusing shit. Um, and this has been worked into, like, other stories since, like, Grant Morrison's stories, where Batmite who was a big part of pre-crisis, became like a hallucination of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So, so it's sort of clever ways how they well, worked it in. Grant Morrison is obsessed with DC continuity, and like that's why he's writing Multiversity at the yeah. moment. Because like his whole logic for comics is that all of it is real in some version of something somewhere, yeah. which goes along with his weird chaos magic stuff. Which is just <laughs> mental. But, but it's really cool, especially with the Batman stuff, to be like, Oh, all of this stuff that ever happened to Batman in any comic did happen to the real Batman in his canon. It's just that it happened over a much shorter period of time, and some of it didn't necessarily happen the way it, he or the audience thought it happened when it was published. So, yeah, Batman, 
is no longer an extraterrestrial and is instead a hallucination because of a trigger word to defend himself when he goes into Batman of certain uh, R. Yeah, so just weird stuff like that. But then obviously, but this sort of led into some also really cool stuff like uh, um, like Batman Year One came out of it. Frank Miller's yeah. reboot of Batman. Uh, yeah. John Byrne's reboot of Superman, George Perez's reboot of Wonder Woman. So basically, a lot of good came out of this. Yeah, series, it, allowed, I think. it allowed DC Comics to really like condense what they were about into something yeah. much clearer that fit with the like the editorial vision of the company at that time. Like, yeah, and this a lot of really good like DC stuff was coming out at that point in time. And, yeah, and yeah, this this, and this, this then, is a period like, of DC's dominance. I think from post uh, from 1986 onwards was and, like and DC's dominance that, until like. Early nineties, I'd say the money and the confidence to start uh, Karen Berger's Vertigo. Vertigo, yeah, because yeah, because uh, Dark Knight Returns came out a year a year after this, or maybe it was eighty six, eighty six, eighty seven. I think it was, but yeah, so that was like yeah, and, we can and do like, dark superheroes now. We can and do like Alan dark Moore was comic books and Swamp Thing, which has since been like Vertigoed, but was just a regular DC comic at the time, and it was one of those things where they're like, oh, there's like we have a lot of money, we're popular at the moment. And there are people other than kids reading these. There's, yeah. there's another audience that we can tap into. So overall, I'd say Christ and Infinite Earths, good series. Yeah. <laughs> good ser- yeah, good series for streamlining stuff. So well done, uh, Marvel from Len Wein and George Perez. But then, obviously, that wasn't the end of crossover events. So Yeah, we should talk about like modern crossovers, which yeah. I guess starts with Civil War. Yes. Yeah, yeah Civil War and, and House of M, I'd say, both sort of coming yeah. out of the same... Civil War more so, I'd say. House, is, House of M, I think, was like a test run, see what they could do with it. Um, is House of M... House of M was a year before, because that was... Um, yeah, because the mutants all got buggered up during that, so they all so that's why the mutants aren't really involved in a Civil War. Yes, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so House of M is the no more mutants. Yeah, no more mutants, yeah. So, yeah, all the mutants taken out. Um, um, there's, there's, like... What is it? One percent of the previous existing mutants. Yeah, basically, ev- basically everyone that was involved in the fight during House of M that was within the shock radius of um, Scarlet Witch, like the, the the epicenter of the attack, didn't get changed, uh, didn't lose their powers. So yeah, that was then, that was a big event. And then Civil War, which is written by Mark Miller. Mark who's Miller, yeah, now more well known for Kickass and mm. writing movies, basically. <laughs> yeah, this yeah it sort of came came right after his. Um, Ultimate stuff ended, but yeah, obviously because he, he had a great run on Ultimate X Men, which was really yeah, cool. and then the Ultimates as well, yeah, yeah, which I think is his best thing he's ever written, like by far, because I think it's but brilliant. it's also much more like cinematically based and, again, and much more identifiable as Mark Miller as you would know him now. Yeah, which Civil War and Ultimate X Men aren't, aren't as much. yeah, but Civil War obviously it's great thing to talk about right now because obviously Captain America 3 is going to be based yeah. off um, Civil War. So. Is it definitely? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. It's, it's Captain America Civil War. Like That's the title of it. Oh, so. cool. And Iron Man's in it, so Iron Man is the villain in the film. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, so obviously that sort of gives you the sort of crux of the story, but like um, so yeah, Civil War basically starts with um, with a, a TV show yeah. which with superheroes and they basically they mess up. Which um, They destroy an entire neighbourhood. Yeah, they, yeah, they blow up a neighbor. I think it's the new defenders. Or new something defenders. Like. Yeah, new yeah. defenders, or yeah, or or the champions. I don't think it's the champions. I think it's new defenders, and they're basically a TV reality show about mm. superheroes, and they take on uh, a group of supervillains that are way too powerful for them. Yeah, and one guy, Nitro, who basically can blow things up, that he looks at, and he basically detonates himself. 
mm. without killing himself, but he blows up an entire neighbor, uh, like an entire town. So like six thousand people die, and which prompts the the government to go, we should register all people with superpowers. Yeah, because there's too much like batshit crazy stuff going on. Yeah, yeah we need we to need sort to of train them. Yeah, well. we need yeah we need we, to train we need, them. We need to be able to control, control them to control them to make them like some sort of police. They want to. Um, attribute them to each state to yeah. make yeah. Uh, some or, or or in turn I think one of the other things where Captain America wasn't up, was upset about it was they could send them to war zones as yeah. well and mm. I don't think and they this is this is a time where Captain America wasn't up wasn't down with um like US foreign policy or yeah. anything so he was like we can't we're not well, I'm not going to see Spider Man get sent to Iraq to yeah, like no. deal with this this isn't what's happening yeah it's very much like not only do superhumans have to be like registered and government trained but they also then basically have to work for the government yeah and so basically captain america is not Which is down with this not yeah. dissimilar to the like continuous like uh, mutant registration yeah stuff. which mm. which i think got i think they started to say i think captain america said think, let's yeah, not Cap- let's not do this Cap after brings, a, after a, up, like this is not worked before yeah let's, let's not keep doing this because registration doesn't work <laughs> yeah and obviously an iron man Believes that it's better to keep like better for this to be ordered, yeah. and basically, essentially, this causes the civil war. And mm. heroes pick their sides, and they basically sort of try and win each other over by fighting each other, basically. Well, and it's it's interesting because both sides claim that they don't want to fight, and yeah, yet continually do. Well, it's it's more so I think like like Cap's trying to he goes him and his team go out to try and save people a lot. And then, I th- and then there's, and obviously because they're not allowed to do it because they're not registered, yeah. then the government strikes against them. But then I think it's like there's the um, but there are people on, and then Tony Stark and... leaves like traps for him to yeah. do stuff. So it's like Tony Stark's the aggressor here. Yes, yeah, definitely much more so. But there are also, unless I'm misremembering, I thought there were people on Cap's side that are more militant about not wanting to be. Registered and kind of. Yeah, I think like Luke Cage yeah. and Iron mm. Fist were the two that really didn't want to get uh, get registered because obviously they are street level people. They've they've always done like the street level stuff, and it's like the it's not like they're, they're like a major threat to anyone. Yeah, they're just yeah. So it's like it's mostly the street level heroes that seem to side with Cap and like the less. So like the yeah, like Daredevil was a major yeah. major member of his team. It's also interesting. Uh, Spider Man's story throughout it is interesting. Yeah. yeah, obviously, because he jumped, he jumped sides halfway through. Yeah. But he's, but then he but realizes after he's revealed his identity. Yeah, after he's revealed his identity, so he's basically buggered himself up, and that obviously led into one more day, which is the mm. worst Spider-Man story which of all is, time, which is the most hated Spider-Man story of all time. <laughs> okay, maybe, okay, maybe yeah, the clone. I'd say maybe I the clone saga is worse, but like, <laughs> but like, is definitely like the hated, most hated storyline of all time. Having said that, I think. A lot of the stuff that happened in Brand New Day is really good for new readers because it's you don't have all of Spider-Man's continuity to contend with. Yeah, yeah. Like, I understand the animosity towards it, but Brand New Day is a really good story. <laughs> well, I think Civil War was really interesting because it brought up some um, interesting themes in comic, like the self-justice, the the right to make justice by yourself. Yeah, the um, the legend. Legitimacy compared to the policemen, the the army, um, the the secret identity, which it seems obvious for when we talk about superheroes, for, for protecting your your the people you know, you love. Yeah. yeah. Um, but might be a problem for yes, I don't know when when you mess up. I mean, often the joke about the Superman movie is 
uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, you saved the city, but you destroyed it. Yeah. And I think it's something to think about that superheroes sometimes um, make more harm than yeah. to yeah to they do good. And mm. always, yeah, and I do think of like what you're talking about, like the mora- morality of it always. That at the time. Iron Man's pu- Iron Man's identity is publicly known. Steve yeah. Rogers' identity is publicly known. It wasn't originally known, but he an- he announced himself as Captain America. So everyone, so the two main, like the leaders of both sides, are both publicly known. Like their major aspect mm. of like registering isn't isn't an issue for them. It's really interesting. Sorry, I just remembered uh, when the Punisher turns up and their reaction to him trying. Yeah, like <laughs> him joining them and him just shooting a bunch <laughs> of uh, like, criminals. Like, like everybody takes a second and goes, "If this guy's on our side, maybe we're on the wrong side." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think yeah, I think yeah, he's he's like kind of joins him, but then he joins him because he saves Spider Man, doesn't he? Because Spider Man yeah, yeah. gets like beaten up and he saves him, brings it back, and then mm. like Punisher sees two criminals and just pl- like mows them down with like some submachine <laughs> yeah. guns and caps. Like that's not cool. We didn't, you know, you save Spider-Man, that's cool, but, you know, you just killed two people when you just, just beat the crap out of We're trying to be the good ones. People, Frank. Yeah, and then and Frank's like, and he's like, why won't you punch back? And he's like, and yeah, and Punch is like, well, because you're my hero, and it's like, I'm not going to punch your cap, and it's like, damn it, I can't punch, I'm not going to keep punching you if you're not going to punch me back, and just kind of lets it <laughs> fall on the floor, and he goes, get out of here. It's so good, it's so good. And it's like, yeah, and, but yeah, it's... It's a great series. It had, it did had a lot of, it did have a lot of changes mm. that came out of it. Captain America was killed like straight after. Um, came that, back, that came back, came for like a year. Uh, well, no, it, it lasted for not a bit, little bit longer. When was this? Two thousand six, seven. Um, okay, he came back in twenty ten. So like four years. So longer than most people That's stayed true. dead. Mm. Uh, and and I do think this was, yeah, this is where like the. Um, yeah, obviously the, the crossover event, or no, sorry, the major events had a bigger impact because this this led into like a string of events that would happen that would basically get resolved by Siege, which happened like five years later. Yeah, I mean, like Secret, um, not Secret, Secret Invasion Yeah, has like so many reveals of, oh, characters that you've known for years are Skrulls and is also the, the like final downfall of uh, Tony Stark uh, yeah as, as, uh, as, as a leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. as the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the leader of the Avengers is just like I have messed up like already after Civil War he's like this was this was bad yeah he was yeah he was like I think basically you can sum up the uh, like the Civil War to, to like Siege as being like this is what happens when Captain America dies and Tony Stark fucks up like consistently <laughs> because you, you get Norman Osborn in charge of everything. Yeah, and he basically brings all the villains in, and it's basically I think it's great because it, it only gets sold once Captain America comes back. And he's like <laughs> Siege is when everything like all the problems get fixed, and it's like right Cap comes back like right um, between Secret Invasion and Siege, and he's like right. We're gonna sort this all out. We're gonna beat up all the villains, and we're gonna like put the people who need to be in charge back in charge. And they basically sort it out, and it's really good. And that obviously leads into like the heroic age, which was like the next bunch of continuity going onwards until Marvel now. Mm. But yeah, it was yeah from so yeah, well the events it was Civil War, Secret Invasion, and Siege were like that sort of like run of big events, yeah. and they were really good. And on the DC side of it, I mean, they've had. Um, Blackest Night is a huge event that was focused around Green Lantern and yeah. like was what five years in the making. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the culmination of um, Jeff Johns's um, like the different Lantern calls, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was what he did. Yeah, yeah. Not so. I'm not as familiar with all the Lant- uh, Green Lantern stuff, but I did read Blackest Night, and that's pretty good. So I haven't read Blackest Night. Have you both read it? Yeah. So 
yeah. Um, like I know that that's the prophecy that's been. Yeah, it's some kind of of prophecy of uh, because first we learn that there are other lanterns. Yeah. There, there's not only the green one of of willpower. There's also the blue of hope, um, the orange of greed, um, the pink of love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> and the, power uh, of love. the indigo of compassion. Passion. Yeah. Compassion. And then. Uh, um, red is anger yeah, yes and the, the yellow for fear, for yeah. fear because it starts with Sinistro's war where Sinistro creates his own corpse to, dis- to crush Green Lantern Cubs yeah. corpse but of course he's a villain so he fails <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then yeah it ends up with the prophecy of the other Lantern Cubs and it's on the black Lantern Corpse it's um, some just some undead um, yeah Undead corpse, and so it starts with um, an enemy from. It's Lantern. Black Hand, isn't it? Yeah, it's that Black Hand. Yeah, he was like a crappy old Green Lantern villain, yeah. but then was reimagined as like this, like <laughs> un, like crazy un. He wasn't undead; he was just in control of the undead, yeah. and it was like kind of a cool like reimagining. Yeah, and it ends up with uh, with zombie versions of of powerful uh, DC characters like Superman, zombie. Um, yeah, take, zombie yeah, take control of everyone that had died, yeah. or it was. He took he basically resurrected everyone that was dead. So yeah. basically, Batman who was dead at the time, but it wasn't really Batman's body; it was something it was, else. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing I remember because that was in Batman and Robin. Yeah, was so it wasn't really time. his body. But then, like, they brought like um, it opened with like killing like elongated man, and who's mm. been like a major character, and his wife who had been killed in Identity Crisis, which was yeah. a previous event. She killed him as a zombie, yeah. and then Hawkman and Hawkgirl are like slaughtered pretty horribly, like within the next couple of pages. Then. Like Blue Beetle had died previously, comes yeah. back, but then everyone who had died as well, in like a previous, but come back to life, became a Black Lantern. So basically, there were very few people that could really yeah, stop this. At a point, it seems really hopeless because yeah. every powerful guy is a zombie trying to kill the ba- the good guys. And, <laughs> and yeah, remember, yeah, it was yeah. Everyone ev- was was Barry Allen wasn't back by this point, was he? Was it still Wally West? Um, I think it's was still Wally West. Yeah, because yeah, because I remember because. Yeah, they're being chased by Black Lanterns. The only yeah. way they can get away with it is by jumping two seconds into the future because mm-hmm. Flash runs so fast yes. with holding Green Lantern that he jumps them into the future so <laughs> the rings can't follow them. So they lose they lose connection. So they just drop and it's like, right, well, we've now got to fight everyone. And it's like Sinestro comes down. and mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's really it's a good horror book as well. Like There's a lot of scary bits in it. Like There's no... Yeah. doesn't seem to be any way for them to win. So what was the... Like the impact of all of that on the DC universe as a whole. Well, um, some of the Green Lantern, hurtling um, Green Lanterns, yeah. so John Stewart, Guy Gardner, um, Kyle Rayner, became a member of the um, of all the corps in the following uh, event, which was um, Brightest Day. Is that yeah, it? The Brightest Day, after yeah. there was Brightest Day, and there was yeah. something else I can't remember the name. Um, I think it was uh, some. Something like uh, Green Lantern Corps or yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, it had his own book, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't read Brightest Day because uh, it begin it was began to it began to be published in France, but uh, right in the middle there was a change in the publisher, so we just stopped at after two oh, issues. No. I think yeah. oh, <laughs> I was like, sucks. what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <That's> so frustrating. <laughs> but uh, it didn't really interest me, so 
it wasn't that bad. I so I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I definitely I I've had a flick through Brightest Day, and I definitely remember flicking through it and saying Blackest Night was way cooler than I hear. But yeah, the, another thing that it did was it brought back a lot of the dead heroes. Mm. Yeah, like it, Martian Manhunter came back to life. The Firestorm came back to life. Dead Man. Dead man came out to life, which really shocked him because he was already dead. Yeah. Like, and he just pulls out. He's like, "Oh crap, I'm human. I can't use my powers." And it's like, I it was way cooler that, being but... dead. It was like, yeah, and that kind of sucked for them. But then, like, what also sucked was it didn't bring back like my favorite dead DC mm. character, like Blue Beetle. It didn't bring <laughs> yeah. him back, and it was like, well, why not? He was really cool, and it was like, no Charlton comic characters got like, back. Damn it. Shit, and it was like. <laughs> That kind of sucked. But, like, yeah, it, it brought back a lot of dead characters, which was basically... Oh, Aquaman came back as well. He'd been dead for ages. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, yeah, he, it had some impact on the Green Lantern Corps, but not as Marvel. It didn't have impact on the whole universe, the yeah. whole DC universe. It was more, more focused on the Green Lantern family. Yeah. Not just, like, the, the Guardians of Oa have to to change the, the way they would control things. And... It didn't have the same impact that Marvel events and crossovers have on yeah. the the universe. Yeah. And then, I mean, the the big DC one for changing everything recently is obviously Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah sort of, sort of, a, sort of in a way, a repeat of what the the purpose of Christ and Infinite Earths was. Like, yeah, like yeah. whereas Marvel do their like they do this. Well, I, I mentioned earlier they did Heroic Age, which was sort of the, yeah. the start of a new jumping on point. Then they did. Marvel now is a new jumping on point, mm-hmm. but they did like Avengers Disassembled before Heroic Age yeah. is like a jumping on point. It's Marvel, like... And Marvel now is in some ways like the new Fifty Two in that it's yeah. it's a jumping on point, but it, but it hasn't it hasn't really but, it hasn't messed but, with any of the previous continuity. It just doesn't really prefer to. Yeah, it. it's Marvel just new don't stories. like hard resets, and DC have done that a few times. Yeah, yeah, they've done it. Yeah, they've done it twice, which is mm. yeah, most recently in twenty eleven for what's twenty eleven. Yeah, it was twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, twenty yeah, September twenty eleven when um the new fifty two began. Began, began, begun's not the word. Began, began. yeah. Um yeah, and yeah, they're a big fan of like the hard resets because obviously by the by the end of Flashpoint it had become far too convoluted to follow, I think. Like for new readers to jump on. Yeah. You could jump on with as we mentioned earlier, you could jump on with Batman, but you couldn't jump on with like Which with is a why big event. It's why they like they did change some continuity of Batman and Green Lantern, but not a lot. Like basically, all they did for Batman was go, yeah, most of this happened, but it happened in a shorter period yeah. of time because Batman's been around for like three or four years rather than ten. Mm. Yeah, it was it was a reboot, but not really. I mean, uh, yeah, it was just. I think it was just a way to to be able to say we start once again at number one. Come to yeah. us, new readers. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the, I think that he was big... a reboot, like except for in regards to Batman and Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and I think it removed like things that were like people getting bored of, like Superman being married to Lois Lane. So yeah. it's kind of like a boring concept. Yeah, they wanted like... Superman to be able to be with Wonder Woman. Yeah, and have like the, like the biggest change for Batman, and I guess it makes sense for like for new readers not to be confused, was because after Batman died and Dick Grayson was Batman, and then Bruce Wayne came back. They kept Dick Grayson as Gotham's Batman yeah. and had Bruce Wayne as like the international Batman. Yeah, so two Batman is just a bit too confusing. And, yeah. and like New Fifty Two basically meant that Dick Grayson was back to being Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. which I'm not too bothered with because I wasn't a huge fan of the Grant Morrison stuff. Like I, 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 I enjoyed see, the idea of it, but I didn't like it that they brought Bruce Wayne back so early. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that wasn't his choice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like. 
and and it's weird because I don't like Dick Grayson as a character at any point other than when he was Batman. I really liked the dynamic of him and Damien as Batman and Robin. Mm. But uh, yeah, whereas like like Wonder Woman was a like really different, and Azarello is Azarello still writing it? He certainly was for a, a long time. Uh, what's he writing? But, um... Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he might have stopped recently. But he definitely was for the first bunch of the New Fifty Two. At least for me, the most successful D fifty two or the most interesting stuff was the like the smaller stuff like um, All Star Western, uh, like the return of Swamp Thing and Animal Man, and then being interlinked universes. Yeah. Um, what else was a like a there was at least one other thing that I really liked that that wasn't like a major character. Didn't they bring? They brought Constantine into uh, New Fifty Two. It wasn't that. Like it was it. They had they had like the the dark universe. Yeah, they they? had Justice League Dark. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I I I can't remember. There was like obviously there's families of DC. They do a lot of stuff in like families. But they did like like um, the arc for for most of uh, well for almost all of Jeff Lemire's Animal Man run and all of Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing run. Is like they're both fighting the same enemy, which is the rot. And they're both parts of like Animal Man is part of the red, and Swamp Thing's part of the green. And there's like a balance between plants, animals, and decay yeah. that needs to be restored. It's which pretty is, cool. Which was a really cool like crossover just between two characters. Uh, and then Animal Man stopped when Jeff Lemire stopped writing it. <laughs> oh dear. And, and Swamp Thing. Well, he's, he's now he's now in Justice League United, I think, or whatever they call it, whatever the new Justice but League his, book is. He doesn't have his own book anymore. No, and Swamp Thing apparently is still good after Scott Snyder stopped writing it. But I just like was reading too much stuff at the time, so I was like, "Well, that's a good stopping point for me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So obviously that was a good example of a cross a current crossover event, and yeah, but and I think you were saying earlier, Marvel have got. Like one every couple of yeah, months. Mar- yeah, Mar- yeah, Marvel have, Marvel have probably done far too many crossover events. They've, um, if I look at the dates of ones, we've had like in the past year or a couple of years, we've had uh, Avengers vs. X Men in 2012, then Age of Ultron in 2013, then this year we've had Original Sin, and then a month after that finished, we had Axis that started immediately, <laughs> which. is really annoying because I know, I know like, um, Original Sin was more of like a. was like. Is like the was the entire Marvel universe involved? Yeah. But like, Axis is just Avengers and X Men. But then Avengers and X Men are the majority of the Marvel universe, just not the cosmic side. Yeah, not like, the like the solo heroes that no one really pays attention pay so, attention to. Like, other, yeah, other than street level heroes and cosmic. So, and even some of the street level heroes. Yeah, like, like, like Luke Cage is a member of the Avengers, and so it's yeah. like, and yeah, so just I think they've done too many events, and it's like, and you can't say in every single like description for the event this will change the Marvel Universe forever because That's because why... Age of Ultron changed barely anything I mean it introduced it introduced Angela the yeah. uh, Neil Gaiman's character into the, into the Marvel Universe and it sent Galactus to the Ultimate Universe it didn't do anything like <laughs> That's why I really liked um, it's a couple of years ago now um, the the Spider-Man crossover not long before Doc Ock was it um, Spider-Island no. no. Was it the one where Doc Ock um, tried to blow up the world or something uh, like that? The one where like Doc Ock is dying and convinces the world that he's got a solution to global that warming. That one, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, and but it was really and it's good. it's just limited to, like, 
the Avengers turn up in it, but it's basically just a Spider-Man crossover. Yeah. And I much prefer the the smaller... Or even, like, Avengers versus X-Men, you just basically had to read AVX. You didn't have to read... Yeah, no, it wasn't anything... Yeah, whereas, like, Axis, like, recently it's had... And Original Sin, they both had loads of time books. Like, Original Sin was basically showing, like... Showing, like, the secrets secrets to the watch were revealed Mm -hmm. to each different person. It was like, well... Now I know, like, and loads of secrets were like inconsequential that had no impact. It was like, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it was like, like, oh, it was like, oh, Iron Man, Iron Man made like the the casing for like the the gamma bomb or something, and it's like, and Bruce Banner blames him for. It was like, it was like Iron Man had like a dumb. tiny a tiny role in making the gamma bomb that created the Hulk, and it's like Bruce Banner gets really pissed off and has a fight with him. Well, Bruce Banner was involved in that. As he, well. he made like, the entire yeah, thing. Boy, it was like, but, but, but like, I think, but, I think, like, the reason why it didn't like completely like kill him was like because of how something he changed or something. But it was like, then again, it was like, uh, like the, the only one that seemed to have like a major impact was like the Deadpool thing, where it was like yeah. it revealed that he had like a daughter and stuff, and he had like, and his fam, and how that Deadpool had killed his parents and stuff, yeah. and weird things like that. But that was kind of more inconsequential for the character, like it had more of an impact on him. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to like, as a fan, I would want Marvel to not do like to do something like that maybe every two years at the most. Yeah. But because they make so much money from doing it. They're making yeah. less money as it goes along, though. I've, I've seen, I've like, seen the recent like uh, recent figures, and they they jump, they're, they're gradually going down. Like. But it's the reason they keep doing it is because like every time they do a crossover, sales of everything jump up. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's going to be diminishing returns. I think, I think, like, I think they'll, less. they'll, yeah, because like next year they've already planned the next one. The next one is going to be Secret War, which is like. Which, which, did, which actually, did yeah, in like yeah, they did, they, yeah, they, they, it was called, yeah, it was. They did one called, yeah, they did Secret War, like, um, which is all about like, B, like it was all like, B, yeah, it was B list here, B list yeah. villains had been um, funded by Latveria, taking technically making them terrorists. So basically, Nick Fury sent a team and they destroyed like, then they beat up the uh, Prime Minister of Latveria or something, <laughs> and that was that was quite a good series. But then, but now they're redoing Secret Wars. It sounds interesting. It's, it kind of sounds more like Christ and Infinite yeah, Earths, yeah. which is interesting. As in, like, all these different universes have come together and they formed, like, a planet, a single planet, yeah. and each different continent on the planet is a different universe, which sounds interesting. But then again, it's like, we don't need another event. It's like, this sounds like it's going to be epic, but you could wait. Yeah. You could wait two or three years and we'd still buy it. It's yeah. like, it's going to uh, be interesting. I think the, the frequency of of the events, the fact that it, ha- it happens every year, it diminishes the effect, the impact. One of the... Um, the thing that I, ha- I hear from people who don't like comic books, who can't read them, is that uh, nothing is important. I mean, yeah, like it, yeah, it, a character dies, no matter what. Next year we'll do an event, we'll resurrect we'll him. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. worry, just Superboy, we crushes, we crush the universe, and I mean, everything will refix it. You can refix it back in a yeah, panel. You don't need to that, explain it properly. And like, that is exactly the reason that I have like a cycle with superhero comics that I don't read them like any one character for more than a year or so, and then I have to take a break because I'm like. This is going to all reset. Whereas yeah. If you just read it again in a couple of years, it'll be fun again. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, and that's just basically the major problem with events at the moment. It's just they don't really have an impact. Like, a sp- the like by far the worst example of this is Age of Ultron. It had almost no impact mm-hmm. at all. And it was billed as being something that would have the biggest impact on the Marvel Universe of all time. Like, Which is... The problem is that they do that with almost every event. Right? Yeah, they try to, but it never really works because nothing really changes that drastically yeah. i guess like if we go back for like okay avengers vs x-men that had that had big consequences that was 
Yeah, Civil the, 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 War did. Yeah, Secret yeah. Invasion did. Yeah, so, yeah, but so yeah, Civil War had big impact. Siege Se- fixed stuff. So yeah, Siege fixed the fixed the universe back to where it was. Fear itself was basically didn't really have that much to do with no. anything, but it was basically if you if you read between the lines of what it was, it was basically the Captain America Thor event that was basically trying to came out in the same year that both those films came out in. So it was like, well, obviously it's to try and it was, pick these characters up. It was so. well written, but it wasn't. It had some brilliant, it yeah, it had some brilliant moments in it, yeah. like like um, they had some great fights and Cap like wielding Mjolnir in a massive battle and just beating the shit out of everything was pretty cool. But like other than that, it was nothing much happened in that. And then nope. Avengers vs X Men, yeah, a lot happened in that. Age of Ultron, Pistol, Original Sin. Sort of some cool things were revealed. It was kind of a, it was an interesting event. It was an interesting event anyway, and and Axis so far has been basically a culmination of what the red what the Red Skull has been doing in like Uncanny Avengers and in Captain America. So that's it. I'm sure it'll, yeah, it's going to change some things. But then again, like we're, if we go by this cycle sort of thing, by you know in the next two or three years, it's I, I'm gonna guess it's, everything's gonna be reset to back how it was after <laughs> after the ne- after Secret War after next year's Secret Wars event. Okay, I think that's when everything will go. Everything will sort of go back to like they'll do like Marvel now was great. Now we've got Marvel new now, and it'd be like ah, it's different Marvel but the next. same. Yeah, like Marvel next, <laughs> and it'll be like bang, we're back to where we were. Which is obviously you know you've if you yeah. read if you read superhero comic books this is what you signed up to, but like. But then again, if you're going to keep doing it by a giant events, you need to just it's, slow down. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's a hard. Should we um, just looking at the time? Yeah, should we? Like, because I think that's that sums up yeah. current crossovers pretty yeah. well. Is that they can be really cool and they can be like really interesting, but especially with Marvel, they happen so often that it's really reducing the uh, the impact. Yeah, the of impact them. and just just the enjoyment of them. I think like. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna be that interested in them if they're if nothing if there's no impact to it there's no consequence it's just like it's like a Michael Bay movie basically <laughs> it's just gonna come and go like you're not really gonna care but so um, you mentioned briefly before we started there's kind of another type of crossover which is like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Neil Gaiman's Sandman does it a lot yeah um, like the unwritten yeah so it, which is like different but sort of the same in the same way it's bringing elements from different and ideas it's, it's, and yeah, into one it's thing. comics that use lots of different literary characters within the same universe yeah and that's that's very interesting like as a just an idea like Legally Extraordinary Gentleman is brilliant um, well the first two or three volumes are brilliant like, I've read the first two. Those are the only two. I've, 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 two, I've read the, I've read the those two. Those two are really good. Yeah. I quite like... Is it 1903? Is that no, no it's, it's, it, they're all sevens, I think. I think it's 1907. 1907. Maybe. I'm not sure. Like, I'm trying to remember but what they... Uh, I've heard I haven't read the Black Dossier but I've heard that's not great um, no but I, no, the Century then, ones is apparently quite good and then the good. ones after that are they're really good they're really good for like um, referencing things in the background like yeah. there's a really great bit where it's got um, in 2000 I think it's Century 2009 and it's got William Hartnell standing next to Matt Smith in one panel like right <laughs> at the front of it which is really funny and uh, I think the actual League of Gentlemen are in it as well so um, Tubbs and Edward are in the background of one of the um, if you never watched the League of Gentlemen you need to because it's amazing but mm. But yeah, yeah. The, like Tubbs and Edwards would like in the background of one of the uh, panels and kind of cool, cool like bringing things in from that and then yeah, it's and, pretty and, funky. And the unwritten has like, it's basically that there's a secret cabal that rules the world through stories yeah. uh, and therefore 
all stories are kind of real because stories change perceptions of things and it's it's really interesting but hard for me to explain and like <laughs> the, the lead character is a clear like harry potter uh analog but he's the real life version of his father's like harry potter book except maybe he just came to life from the book okay weird uh and and sandman does that but with like all mythology is kind of real because belief makes things real yeah which is kind of cool yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> crossovers um, Woo. yeah is there anything else we need to say about crossovers that are no i think i think we've we summed up like five minutes ago when we said yeah when we said there have been far too many of them and they've sort of lost their effect and we need <laughs> yeah. to we need to have a we need to stop and take and Marvel, Marvel and DC need to stop and take stock and say we'll let things happen for a while we'll let, we'll let characters do their own thing then we'll do a big event in like five years time I mean time. the big ones I would recommend if you just want to go back and read trades of them um, I think Civil War yeah. Yeah. is really good to read Definitely. I think uh, Final Crisis is but you have to concentrate yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would have to, if I recommend one I'd say the original Secret Wars because it's a it's it's a, it's a lot of fun to read if it is yeah. a bit silly. Um, I think I would recommend the Identity Crisis yeah. because the, one, yeah. um, it was one of the first crossover I read. I wasn't kind of aware it was a crossover, so when I thought about it, but it was huge. Yeah, and it's really it's really interesting to that it brings the issues of of trust uh, between the heroes themselves and what they can do, what what they could not do. Morally, yeah. cool. speaking, it's good selection. Yeah, really interesting. Okay, um, I will remember things. What's our email address? Because people can email us uh, with questions is, or ideas. Let me quickly or... open it up on my phone. Da, 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 uh, while George is looking for it up, I'll say you should also uh, check out the Tumblr account, which is ah, here it is. Um, Shit, what's the Tumblr? Oh, I got the email. So that the email is luucomicsociety at gmail.com. Oh, that's because they had Comic Sock already. Oh, did they? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was annoying. Yeah, luucomicsociety at gmail.com. Send us your emails if you want to. You don't have to. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, the Tumblr is comicsockcast.tumblr.com, which. Yeah, like all the episodes of this and of the uh, the classic run that that story did in twenty twelve go up on there, as well as I sometimes reblog things that are cool that I find on Tumblr and are relevant to comics. Funky, yep. Um, like everything, uh, events wise, goes up on the the Facebook page. the Facebook page, which is OEU Comics Society, I think. Um, you probably already remember. You probably if you you already remember this if you're seeing this. So. Yeah, I, and I guess. The next couple of weeks, event-wise, the next event, which is, will probably be before this goes up, is going to be just a regular assemble. In yeah, fab and next resource. week after that will be bowling, and then after that we will be doing our big Christmas blowout. So We're going to start a Secret Santa, which people can sign up for if you're not going to be at the event you send fab. yeah send 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 us a email or send us a message on the facebook page yeah which is we'll make sure you add it to that and then we'll what, send a name rules, back to it you. has to be the present has it's, to be it has to be between tenor, it's like less it's between between pounds. five and ten pounds and yeah and try to keep it comic book based but don't buy anyone sweets because sweets kind of suck <laughs> as a secret santa present <laughs> eh, i don't mind sweets but uh <laughs> well, it's only if they get bad ones i guess 
<laughs> I'm trying to keep it fair. Like. Cool. And our next podcast will probably be on. Are we going to do Elseworlds and What If events? Because they're kind of cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah limited series because they're yep. pretty funky and there's a lot to talk about. So we'll hopefully see you then. And I will try and actually remember to put comics up, cast classics up because I keep forgetting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs>